Hallelujah, church. Good morning, everyone. That was a surprise uh, birthday song, but it seemed like the choir were the most surprised about the song. <laughs> Sorry if it took you by surprise, but... Um, It's good to be back home. VFC is home for me. And uh, when uh, Inkechinere sent me a message and said, would you be willing to preach at VFC on October the 29th? It was too good to be true that it was not only my birthday, um, but I would be in Nigeria at that time. I don't come to Nigeria often, and so I was so pleased. Uh, Incidentally, I should be speaking at another church this morning, but just to show how important VFC is, I had to uh, ask them to reschedule so that I could be here. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you for the invitation. I also want to say that I continue to be amazed at how VFC has so beautifully blended ancient and modern. You know, I mean, the hymn is just taking me back to my roots in the Orthodox Church, you know, and then there's the very upbeat worship part of service. So, May VFC continue to be a light. Um, There's something beautiful that has been happening here. And how I pray it continues in the name of Jesus. I only have one concern. And my concern is that there are so many empty seats still in church. Um, I know that the young people went to the orphanage. But the young people would not have been here now anyway. So we need to find a way to market this beautiful project that we have. We have a beautiful project here. uh, But for some reason, um, we are not getting people sufficiently to benefit from what's here. May the Lord give the church the wisdom on how to draw people in, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, the topic for today is serving the master through serving one another. Serving the master through serving one another. I have retitled it a little bit just to say, the Jesus I never knew. Still the same topic, the Jesus I never knew. I'd like to read first from Matthew 25, from 31 to 34. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the holy angels with him, Then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him. 
and he will separate them one from another as a sheep divides a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats and he will set the sheep on his right hand but the goats on the left then the king will say to those on his right hand come you blessed of my father inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. I'll be just mentioning three things this morning. And the first is there will be a separation. There will be a separation. Can you look to the person next to you and say, there will be a separation? Now, do you know, unfortunately, do you know that even amongst all of us sitting in church this morning, there is no guarantee that everyone here today will be on the right hand on that day. Fearful as that may sound, that is reality. The theme for this quarter is the urgency of the last day. And there is a Jesus that we will be surprised to meet one day because he would look at some people and he would say to them, sit on my right hand because you are sheep. But sadly, he would look at some others and he would say, get away from me because you are goats. That is one of the scariest reality of living in this world. And I want to say that if there is one thing we must never get tired of doing, it is to work out our salvation, the Bible says with what? Fear and what? Trembling. With fear and trembling, may we never become so comfortable that we say to ourselves, it doesn't matter anymore. Now, there are many reasons why some people will be turned away. Many reasons. But from the context of today's message, it seems like Jesus was putting his finger on something we may not think is really important. And that is showing mercy. If you read the whole context, the people that were turned away were turned away because they did not show mercy. That scares me if it doesn't scare you. They were not turned away because they did not believe in Jesus from the story. 
They were not turned away because they did not come to church. They were not turned away because they were not prayerful. We are trying to be true to the context of the story. Now we know that there are other reasons why people will be turned away. For example, those who do not believe in the sonship of Jesus. Those who do not walk with Jesus. Those who live in sin intentionally, deliberately, continually. There are many reasons. And the message today is not to look at all those reasons. We want to limit ourselves to the context. The context is that Jesus will say to some people, Come! Come! Let me just read that. He says, And he will set the sheep on his right hand and the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, the sheep, Come, you blessed of my father. Friends! The only reason he calls the sheep the blessed of my father was not because they spoke in tongues, was not because they did evangelism, was not because they were missionaries, it was not because of any of those things. He says, come you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Now, these guys were surprised because Jesus goes on to say, when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was thirsty, you gave me water. When I was sick, you visited me. When I was naked, you clothed me. When I was in prison, you know, he now gave some practical things. He said, this is why I am saying to you, Come, you blessed of my father. I am worried in my heart that someone may say, Lord, like the goats, they said, but Lord, when did you, when were you naked and we didn't clothe you? When were you thirsty, we didn't give you water? When? The goats were honestly surprised. Oh God, may there not be goats in the house in the name of Jesus. I don't want to be surprised. But the goats were honestly surprised because they were faithful in church, they were busy doing ministry, but they left out something critical. And it was so critical to Jesus that he said, step aside. I am begging the church this morning, may we not underplay anything Jesus says. It is to our peril if we downplay anything Jesus says. I am a Jesus fanatic. I may not know everything about the Old Testament theology or the New Testament theology, of the epistology of Paul. But the words of Jesus, I don't mess with it. 
the words of Jesus, I don't mess with it. You know, even Peter said something. Is it Peter that said that? Yeah, I think it's Peter. I think in First or Second Peter. He says, Paul teaches some things that are so hard to understand. I'm not going to worry about the teachings of Paul that is hard to understand. But the Jesus teaching, I want to understand it. Number one point today, first point, there will be a separation. And that separation seems to be tied to something small. It's called showing mercy to Jesus. That's why I called it the Jesus I never knew. Showing mercy to Jesus. Because Jesus says, when you did this to my brethren, you did it to me. When you did this to, G to the people around, you did it to me. Jesus said, you were actually doing it to me. So when you don't do it to those people, Jesus said, you did not do it to me. You did not show mercy to me. I was thirsty. You did not give me water. I was hungry. You did not feed me. I was sick. You did not care for me. I was naked. You did not clothe me. The Jesus I never knew. The Jesus I did not show mercy to. There will be a separation, but it's based on one small thing that some people have tied the bowels of their mercy. Just tied the bowels of their mercy. I am a missionary. And I don't have everything put together. And I don't have the answer to all my problems. But one of the things I have told the Lord to help me always, I must show mercy. Because I am such a recipient of mercy. Such a recipient. When God called us to go to North Africa, and my wife and I were fasting and asking the Lord, how shall these things be? We looked at the budget and we looked at so many things. Kids in university. One day I sat in my house. We were just praying, seeking the Lord. Someone called me. And I said, hello. And he said, is that Dr. Chinedu Oranya? I said, yes, it is. He said, I am so, so, and so person. I said, okay, God bless you. How can I help you? He said, I got your number from sister so, so, and so. I said, okay, that's fine. How can I help you? You know, some people, they, the intro to the message is longer than the message. He said, tell me about your children. In Nigeria today, somebody calls you. And says, tell me about your children. Somebody you don't know. What will be your answer? I beg, who sent you? I 
I said, sorry, I cannot divulge that kind of information. I don't know you. He says, if you call sister so-so-and-so, she will tell you about me. But please, I want to know their ages and their educational status. And I said, okay. My first daughter is here. Second daughter is here. My son is here. And when I finished talking, he said to me, Chinedu, God told me to take care of all your children academic needs until they all graduate. My eyes were filled with tears because it was out of the blues. Someone I don't know. Someone I never asked anything from. And I was shaking. School fees, monthly feeding allowance, he says, it's on me until they graduate. Almost two years, this brother has been faithful. When I finally met him, if he walks into the church, he doesn't look different from any one of our simple brothers. Just ordinary, simple. He said, God told him, act of mercy. Having received this kind of mercy, woe beside me if I don't show mercy. Let me see your hand if you have received mercy from the Lord. Woe beside you if you don't show mercy. Having received generously, why will we not open the bowels? Please, can I, can I say something? I'm going off script here. Somebody told me once that, Chinedi, you tend to go off script. But I'm going off script. Some of us like to listen to all these Instagram and YouTube videos that have no sense. And some of those things, they can shut your bowel of mercy because they were created by content makers to close our bowels of mercy. For example, you see a video on Instagram, a beggar who is begging on the street, and after begging and collecting money, he turns around, enters a Mercedes-Benz, and drives away. Do you know what that has done? When you see a beggar, your mind tells you what? This guy probably has a villa in his village. This guy probably owns a Mercedes-Benz. So, rather than having mercy... That short Instagram video has damaged our capacity to show mercy. I'm very careful what I watch because I'm aware that it molds my thinking. It molds my feelings. And so we see beggars or people who say, don't mind them. Now so then go to beg. Then get money for house. Me, I will serve... And I don't care what they do with it. My bowels of mercy will be open to the hungry, to the thirsty, to the naked, to the sick. I will play my role. Maybe that is the Jesus sitting right there in disguise. Point number two. 
So point number one is there will be a separation based on this one issue. Point number two is see Jesus all around. See Jesus all around. I've never seen Jesus physically. And some of you are so spiritual. Jesus appears to you in the dream regularly. People have had beautiful visions of Jesus. I've never seen Jesus. Not once. But you know the Jesus I see is that man who is hungry. That's the Jesus I see. That brother who is thirsty, that's the Jesus I see. And I'm not going to take that picture away. No, we have this beautiful picture with Jesus with manicured hair, looking so fresh. The Jesus today is the hungry man, the thirsty man, the naked man who is saying, help me. Help me. Help me. 500 naira can make a world of difference to someone. As a missionary, part of our commitment, my wife and I, is to support other missionaries. It's part of our calling. Freely we have received and what? Freely we must share. Part of our prayers, God bless us so much that we have an overflow to bless the many brethren who don't have. And we used to send an amount to a particular sister every month. And then when I met her after a while, you know, just chatting, I said, so, um, apart from what we send you, how much do you get every month as a support? Ah, she said, uncle, all you send me is what I get. I was shocked. And immediately we doubled what we gave her. For me, I'm saying to myself, the Jesus I see is in that system. The Jesus I see is in that brother. Matthew 25, 34. Then the king said to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to him, to me. Then the righteous will answer, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty, or give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in, or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick, or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, in as much as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. The New King James doesn't say you did it for me. It says you did it what? To me. 
You did it to me. The possessive, it was to me. When you did this, you didn't do it for the sake of Jesus. You did it to Jesus. You did it to Jesus. The Jesus I never knew. The Jesus you never knew. Serving the master through serving one another. Do you know that there could be hungry, thirsty, struggling people, even in the congregation, but we don't know. We don't know. And unfortunately, because there's a lot of deception, churches have become very wary. Because there's so much deception, we have become very careful. So in many churches, including VFC, it's happened to me so many times, that after I've preached here, somebody will walk up to me and say, Ah, Oga, please, I don't have transport to go home. My normal reaction is, this must be fake. And it may be fake. Because there's been so much deception, many of us, myself included, have built a wall of protection. May God give us discernment. I'm not calling us to just distribute money to every Tom, Dick, and Harry. But may God help us to discern where there's Jesus. Hallelujah. And do you know, every time someone comes to you and you discern correctly, Jesus gives you a thumbs up. Hallelujah. Jesus says, this is the blessed of my father. This is the blessed of my father. They could be the guards, the cooks, the house helps. Now, I know I'm running out of time, but hey, you don't know when you will see me again. So, with the permission of the chairman, I will let the spirit just move. And I know you will not be angry with me. It may take another one year for me to be back here. Or more. The blessed of my father. The blessed of my father. Their bowels of compassion are opened. Oh God, open my bowels. Can you just say that with me? Oh God, open my bowels. Oh God, open the bowels of my compassion. Oh God. I got a message two days ago or three days ago. One of our brothers walking deep in the interiors of northern Nigeria has just been kidnapped. He's not a staff with our ministry, but he's what we call the second generation missionaries. That means the people we have raised up to continue the work. This was where I used to work. This was in the same place I worked for how many years? I know this man, Malam Samaila. Please remember that name and pray for him. A poor man, just farming. And some people have kidnapped him and they're asking for four million. Brethren, for me, my bowel of compassion demands 
I do something. I'm not waiting for someone else. My daughters are in church today. Where is Amira and Ralia? Where are you? Stand up, please. Those are the two beautiful girls at the back. No brother should look twice. Um, brothers, you're allowed to look once. You can sit down. We're supposed to go on a trip to Abuja. You know, daddy's back from Egypt, you know. Let's go together to Abuja. I have something I'm doing in Abuja. Have time with the girls. When I found the cost of tickets to Abuja, 200,000 naira, one person return trip. I said, girls, you know what? I love you, but how will I feel buying two tickets, 400,000 to go and hang out with my girls and Malam Samaila is held by kidnappers? I would rather take the 400,000 and give it towards the ransom. Some of you may say, just pray for God to deliver them. Yes, so we are praying. But faith sometimes also needs what? Works. If it's your daughter or your son that is kidnapped and they say bring money, you will pray. But honestly, if you have the money, what will you do? You will give. Let that child come out. Because some people have been killed just delaying. My children will not go to Abuja. Because my compassion is first of all for a brother who is held by kidnappers. Open the bowels. Malam Samaila is the Jesus I never knew. He's the Jesus I never knew. In Egypt where we serve, there are villages after villages after villages. Small, tiny Christian communities. Of course, most of you know that the whole of North Africa used to be Christian. Libya, Tunisia, Morocco, Algeria. But you know what happened. Most of those countries today, 0.1% Christian. 0.01% Christian. 1% Christian. Egypt is the only country in the region, in North Africa, that has more than 10% Christian. But many of them live in small villages, struggling to survive. A minority people. Many in those small churches, they don't have pastors, they don't have evangelists. One of the things the Lord has said, raise a team that will visit each of those churches and have revival meetings with them. Before the church dies, we need to stir up the flame. And that's just one expression of our ministry. And there's a brother, F, I won't call his real name. And he goes from village to village to village. Some of those villages so poor, so backward. Now, Egypt is quite developed. But in many of those remote places... Poor Christians needing encouragement. And I told Brother F, so long as you are doing this vision, we will support you. We will raise what you need to make sure you are serving the Jesus in those communities. 
The church will not die in the name of Jesus. Open your bowels. Let me close by giving you some application. Some things I want you to do. Or some things I want you to pray about doing. Number one. In my notes, I wrote this in capital. Every day, and I mean every day. Every day, look for one opportunity to bless somebody. I repeat, every day, and I can tell you, you won't look far. Look for one opportunity. It could be a smile. Like the house help that is with my mother. Just, I can, just, I lift their spirit. Just smiling, being a father, being there, just lifting them up, giving them 200 naira once in a while. I go out, I'm coming back, I buy biscuits and give them. It changes their world. I don't have to look far. The guard at the gate, the driver, they're everywhere. Look for an opportunity every day to lift somebody. Look for Jesus. Look for Jesus around you. Number two, practical assignment. Pray about this. Let's work together to bring out Malam Samaila. Somebody say amen with me. Even if you don't give, please remember that name in prayer. Just ask the Lord, this man will not die in captivity. And if God leads you to support what we are raising for him, please feel free to do so. But he's a Jesus that we never knew. Number three, consider that in prayer. Those remote villages in Egypt where churches are being crunched, some of them are being closed, some of them are dying. Jesus is saying, why should my church be closed when we can do something to keep that church open? Why? Even if you can't do anything physical, would you pray for Brother F? If you meet me personally, I can give you his real name. This has been recorded, so I cannot say his name. But pray for F. Say, Lord, as this young man goes from place to place, Use him to stir up revival. The church of Jesus is the house of Jesus. It will not die. And finally, and I think this would probably excite some of you, we invite you to Egypt. We're running conferences and trainings every year. Come and serve the church. Come and serve. You are women leaders. Come and sit with the women and pour into them. They are so hungry. Come and serve. We just finished a conference. We had 190 people. The venue was filled. All the rooms were full. We had 200 young men and women in the waiting list. 
The hunger is palpable. And some of you can come and make a difference. You've never preached in VFC. I promise you I will give you a microphone in Egypt. There is a Jesus we must serve. May our bowels of mercy be open in the name of Jesus. Would you want to rise with me as I close? Apologies that I took six extra minutes from my time. I thought I would take more than six minutes, but I was looking at uh, some of your faces and I was afraid I would not be invited back again. Come, bro. Lay reader, come. Would you hold someone's hand and just pray for him? Say, open your bowels of compassion. Pray for someone. Say, Lord, open this brother's bowels of compassion. Make sure you're praying with someone. Say, Lord, open her bowels of compassion. Every day, give her opportunity to serve Jesus by serving the needy. Just, just, just talk to the Lord. Just talk to the Lord. Just talk to the Lord. Pray for her. Pray for him. Hmm. Would you want to pray and ask the Lord, give them the capacity to do good. Sometimes we have the willingness, but we lack the capacity. Can you pray for someone next to you and say, Lord, give him or her capacity and not just the willingness. Capacity to touch to bless, to heal, to encourage, to lift up a brother, a sister, a needy man or a needy woman. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Open my eyes. Lord, I want to see Jesus, to reach out and touch him, to reach out and touch and to say that I love him, and to say that I love him. Open my ears, Lord. Open my ears and help me to listen and help me to listen. Open my eyes, Lord. Open my eyes. I want to see Jesus. Please, can we sing that one more time? We're singing it from the bottom of our hearts. Listen to me. Open! I want to see Jesus. Jesus. 
to reach out and touch him. Reach out and touch And to say that I love him. And to say that I love Open my ears, Lord. Open my ears. And help me to listen. Open my eyes, Lord. Open my eyes. I want to see Jesus. Can I ask the church to just repeat after me? Open my eyes, Lord. Can we just confess together? Open my eyes, Lord. I want to see Jesus. I want to see you, Lord, every day, everywhere. I will not be a goat. Can you say that again? I will not be a goat. I am your sheep, Lord. Help me to see you every day. Thank you, Father. For here in our prayers, in Jesus' name, we pray. Amen.